0: works really well, doesn't it? Fuck. <laughs> I
1: know I'm supposed to be driving, but I can't stop laughing. That was the best opening ever to any of our episodes. I think we might actually win some kind of a podcasting award just for that entry and that opening. Welcome to the greatest song that you've never heard and hearing Phil cuss on our show for not the first time, but the best time. Uh, myself, uh, I'm Chris Cochran. My good friend Phil Anderson is here. Uh, I got him to, yeah,
0: you heard it. so I, I am going I would boycott this episode today, <laughs> but the song is so good that I'm forced to persevere and plow through. The piss offedness that I am with my own self. Yes. And I saw, the, I saw it all coming. What the hell is wrong with
1: me? Welcome to our show. This is a show where we actually um, spend some time every week talking about those songs that we find fascinating and amazing. Maybe the best songs that we think are phenomenal but no one else has ever heard. Hence the name of the show, The Greatest Song You Never Heard Podcast. And uh, we play them for each other. So the premise is... Phil today is bringing a song. I don't know the song. All I get is a set of lyrics and I will experience it with you, the listener for the very first time. Uh, We're in the same boat today. So Phil, how do you want to set up this song for today?
0: Uh, There are times in our life where we've used that phrase a lot lately. Well, but not in lyrics, Mm -hmm. maybe describing lyrics, maybe describing the part of life we are in, but uh, this would be, um you want to talk about the beer real quick?
1: Sure, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> it's called uh Sense and Earth from TRVE Brewing. I don't know if that's True Brewing or Tviru true, true Brewing. Um and it's a wild a mixed culture kvik. Uh and it's pretty spectacular.
0: Yeah, boy, it's I've never had anything like it. It's it's really 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 nice. Uh big thanks to Chris for bringing this beer all the way over from this is from Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> where um, it's a little higher, you know, in elevation there. So mm, that, I'm sure it yes. has something to do with some of these too. Probably. A little terroir driven. Uh, Sorry, back
1: to your original. There are times yeah, in life. Yeah, there are
0: time in, times in life um, where we just want to do one thing. And there are other people that are around us that want us to do something else. And they might do that one thing with us. to to get to that something else, okay? They placate us.
1: Mm, This sounds like the opposite of my experience at Mariners games.
0: Oh, what do you mean?
1: Well, there are people at Seattle Mariners games who want to do the wave. Okay. (laughs) And it is my goal and reason for existing on this planet to keep them from doing the wave.
0: Did we talk about, and I don't think we did, uh, (laughs) someone, uh, a Seattle um Sports talk show host was at a Mariner game and he heard a lady up behind him saying, Put in Griffy, whatever happened to Griffey? <laughs> no, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, he's only been retired. No, like, this
1: is opposite of my, like, what you're talking about is the exact opposite. Like, I, they start doing the wave and it drives me freaking crazy. You don't do the wave at baseball games, you can, can do it at football
0: games. If you're Rob Weller, you would. Who's Rob Weller? He's the one who started the wave. Not at baseball games. You do him at a football game. Well, I get that. Yeah. But Rob Weller, being the notoriety person he is, would start it anyway. Yes. And I
1: would have hit him in the head, too. Well, I never actually struck anybody, but I've shut down well, the wave. I've personally shut down the wave for an entire stadium on at least four occasions.
0: Really? You're yes. that guy? Yes. So a lot of baseball stadiums don't actually go all the way around. I I know. So what do you do when it hits that big gap? You watch
1: the freaking baseball game because it's a gentleman's sport. This isn't gladiators in a ring where you're sitting around beating each other up. You're experiencing an event with people next to you having conversation like a gentleman does.
0: So I am glad you reminded me that baseball, especially Major League Baseball, is a gentleman's sport. I think we should remind the Angels and the Mariners. Of that fact, because <laughs> it wasn't one a couple months ago with them.
1: Oh, real quick before we jump into the song and talk about placations and all the things, <laughs> you actually said uh, on our on one of our previous episodes we talked about a friendly wager. Oh yeah, for the winning of the games, twelve and thirteen games. We don't, yep. we never established what that wager was.
0: Uh, I said friendly. Do you want to actually establish something? Like, what do you want? Well, yeah. If there's no thing on the line, then there's no like. Oh, there's pride. Pride is better than anything. But let's put something out. What do you What do you want? What do you, What do you think? Mm. What do you think is appropriate?
1: How about a nice bottle of wine?
0: Okay. Define nice. Uh,
1: more than ten dollars. Okay. Um, the other one will say, "Wow." <laughs> what do you mean, "Wow"? Whoever wins, whoever loses the bet, they'll give a bottle of wine. To the other one, just goes, "Wow." Wow. Okay. Could be any number of reasons they say, "Wow." It could be it's, it's a bottle of Yellowtail. Wow.
0: I, I couldn't. I wouldn't wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> well, I, respect, I might do that to you. I respect Heidi way too much. <laughs> um so a bottle of wine is on the line. Yep. Just There's to no review. Value. Just just to review. Uh, you said thirteen, I said twelve. Yes. So you're uh looking at ninety-three wins, I'm looking at ninety-two wins. Yes. And remember about a month ago, I think I predicted eighty nine. You did. You did. And so I've already upped that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's baseball one on one. Okay,
1: back to placation and yeah, so, uh, times in life. People want you to do something that you don't want to do.
0: Yes. So that's all I'm going to say, and we're going to get into the song. What, say it again, oh, just so people can okay. So yeah, themselves. you have you look. There's just um, you set your mind, you set your sights on doing something, and just enjoying that thing. And other people around you, just they they want they have other ideas. Hmm. In mind, Mm. this is a song that really puts into focus that one idea. Mm. Let it go.
2: i so
1: uh, I think we have a first here today Phil I think you may have made the greatest song you never heard history today oh, no I am not sure we've ever used had a song that used the phrase hanky panky before
0: <laughs> which I just want to commend you on that's oh good cheers perfect <laughs> the whole time I'm listening to that song hmm and for those of you listening, wherever you are, whenever you toast, you must sip. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. always best to toast and look someone in the eyes. Mm-hmm. So Toasting Etiquette 101. Uh, <laughs> have a, I have a waiter at a local restaurant that my wife
1: and I go to on a regular basis. And we get the same waiter all the time. I've known him for years now. Like, through a waitstaff relationship, right? Okay. He lingers in his gaze, like awkwardly linger, like I'm doing right now.
0: You're awkward.
1: Hey, great to serve you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> and then walks away. And my wife is the one who noticed it. She
0: yeah. goes go, gazing at her or you? Me. Oh well there you Only go. Only me. Yeah. Well it's just a weird thing. You just have that attraction to mm, many well, you know. a people. Hanky Panky. Tell us more about Hanky Panky. Well So, um I thought having listened or remembering the episodes we've done recently and how the lyrics and you don't like lazy lyrics. Now I'm looking at all my lyrics really critically. (laughs) (laughs) It's like lazy and, and what was it? Hazy. Is that what it was? Uh, and then I realized that, um, where she doesn't have a care. I forgot to put the E on that. It's where she doesn't have a car. Oh, I didn't even notice (laughs) that. That's good. Uh, anyway, well, yeah, hanky panky. I mean, this is what she's not looking for.
1: Right. Right. She's, it's, it's, uh, she's looking for, she just
0: wants to dance. Pretty self-explanatory. Yep. The girl just wants to dance. Yep. Leave her the hell alone. (laughs) And why is that so hard for people? And like I said, there are going to be some people out there that will use that as a vehicle to get what they want. Absolutely. You know? And so I guess it's fairly all a fair game, so to speak. But, um, I, I love this song because Shelly a big fan of this song. Mm. She's well, she loves to dance. Um, one of her emails was want to dance. Yeah. So, um, she just wants to dance. She yep. does want the other stuff. Right. And what there are, there are people in our society that are like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I don't care what you want. <laughs> You owe me something. (laughs) That's right. You owe me. You're in public. You owe me something. Yeah. Yeah, Not the way that works. So
1: (laughs) anyway, I I loved everything about this song, um, especially because uh, at the end when he's doing all the kind of ad lib stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I believed it. It didn't
0: feel like... Just hands up in the air.
1: Yeah, just kind of making stuff up as he goes. It was kind of improv-y, and I liked that a lot. And he did use the phrase hanky-panky, which I'm all down for. Um, (laughs) Who would have known? The dobro in this was fantastic. Uh, Some people call it a resonator, but I call it a dobro. Um, And I really liked the the dobro part of this. It wasn't overproduced. And if you think about the concept of... um, If I'm going to tell a story Hmm. about a young woman who likes to go to a place where there's live music and she's like, listen, I don't want your garbage. Don't be hitting on me. I don't want your over your toxic masculinity. All I want to do is listen to some music and sway my hips.
0: Wow. This is pop, pop culture. Here. Right.
1: right. <laughs> if you're going to tell that story, uh, the way that this was produced and the way that this felt gave it that vibe. So it wasn't like, and this is one of my big problems with modern country is and i know i have problems with all these different kinds of genres of music but my one of my big problems with modern country is it all sounds like a glorified praise and worship song Mm. in a big mega church and and they would tell the same story but it would be like giant guitars and blah blah
0: blah because they want to ram it down your throat
1: yes yeah and this is and that would be the antithesis of what Mm -hmm. they're trying to talk about here so for me the music fit the story they were telling here loved that part music fit the story yes she's just (laughs) like oh baby she just wants to have some fun yes she ain't like looking for anything. She doesn't no. want you to come up and grind on her. Nope. She doesn't want you to come up and get your alcoholy breath all in her face and tell nope. you how, how hot she is. That's right. And bomb she, a
0: cigarette off you. None of that. None of that. She just wants to be left alone. And just hear the music and dance. Yes.
1: Yes. And the song portrayed that from the lyrics to the production to just the overall feel and the pacing of the song. I, this is a
0: great song. Good. Uh, what did you say that one instrument was? A dobro? Yeah, so talk a little bit about that.
1: So a Dobro would be a um a guitar with a steel body. Typically they're they're usually like shiny steel colored and they're kind of a smaller, they're not a big giant body like you'd see a, a big like rock and roll acoustic guitar playing, but they're an acoustic guitar with a steel body and instead of the hole being a tiny little hole in the center, mm. It's actually a big hole okay. that covers most of the inside. And inside is uh, the equivalent of a snare drum head
0: ah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: And, and a piece of steel over top of that. So that when you play the song, it, it vibrates like the springs on a, on a snare drum head.
0: And, and so that's the main guitar he plays in this.
1: That's what you're hearing when that, that kind of a slide guitar. he's probably playing guitar. with a slide. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a dobro can be played either way. They're not, okay. they're not like a steel guitar where their strings are like two inches off the, the fret. They right. can be. But typically they're going to be somewhere in the middle. So you can play either one. A slide or a regular guitar on them, uh, well, but they're often
0: mostly used with a with a with a uh, slide. He plays slide a lot. Mm-hmm. This guy's name is Kevin Moore. I had no clue who this was. Yeah, um, the
1: name Leon Redbone kept coming to mind, but I know really? that's not who this is. That's interesting
0: because I've been toying with some Leon Redbone. I would know him because of the Christmas songs that he does. Yeah, uh, he's pretty pretty easy to spot. Yeah, um, this guy doesn't go by. Kevin Moore, though. He Hmm. goes by Keb Moe. Oh. Yeah, Keb Moe. And there was an album he did many years ago. In fact, I may have heard him on uh, the mountain in Seattle, uh, possibly. Yeah, Uh, Really good music. I've seen him a couple times live. And yes, he's a blues player, but he really is kind of the real deal.
1: Like Jack Johnson.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well... I mean, Jack Johnson just, can play no, some blues. No, he can't play the blues. He's terrible. Actually, I'm thinking of the other Johnson when you said that. I was thinking of. I don't the want other to know Johnson. which Johnson you're thinking no. about. <laughs> I should really be careful with my words. Um, no, there's a. I can't think of his name. It's the title of this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> you know it's so funny because when we do our Wine Time Fridays podcast, there are little. Um, I need like. 15 to 30 seconds that I can clip and use on the front end as the lead, which is what I do. And during the middle of the episode, Shelly will say something. It's super funny. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh no. And now I know what she feels like anyway. uh, Yes. Years ago, um, he played a song that, that is still one of my very, very favorite songs. It's called tell everybody I know. And, uh, and that was from, whatever, 1994. But this particular uh, song was from the album. And I have to look it up again because I had it. She just wants to dance. Mm. Oh,
1: man, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit, like I know Kebo, right? So it's not like somebody I've never heard of before. Um, but I would never have guessed that because I don't know enough of his music.
0: Yeah, it was off the 1994 album, uh, uh, the same one that tell everybody. I know it was on. So wow,
1: yeah. Do you um? Did you ever watch uh, Boardwalk Empire? Mm-mm. Uh, do you know who uh, Michael Kenneth Williams is? He was a uh, an actor. He looks just like Kev Moe. He really? died recently. Um, if you saw him, you he's been in a ton of stuff. He played Chalky White, and uh, oh, man, yeah, they looked alike a lot alike. like. I just looked them up, but.
0: Uh, one of Kev Moe's songs were played um, on a sitcom and I can't think of the name of it but it was Happy Days nope nope it wasn't Mork and Mindy not even that Mm. you should stop now because there's a whole lot of a whole lot of road between the actual show and those shows Mm, that's true in terms of years Um, he plays a form of Delta Blues which Mm -hmm. is just raw and dirty Yeah, yeah yeah yep and so, and I really resonate with, and I, you know, he's got a great voice. Yo, he's got a phenomenal voice. Yeah. And he on stage is just how he emits in his songs. Really? Just laid back and, you know, wear a little did fedora. You,
1: did you see the new Elvis movie?
0: No, I want to.
1: It is spectacular. Really? Um, especially because they do a really good job of one of the th- again, we talked about this on a previous episode, there are things that happen in music because of the time in which a song is released that we don't understand the impact years later as to how monumental that was. Right. So during the time that Elvis, and this will circle back around to Kebmo. There was a time when Elvis was beginning to release music that he was literally singing what was considered black music. Mm-hmm. That's and right. And that was separate from what white people were singing.
0: Yeah, and it was really looked down upon, too. Very looked down upon. I'm not going to play that on the radio.
1: No, and he yeah. they show they do a really good job in the movie of showing the influence. Uh, in fact, um, Gary Clark Jr., do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Gary Clark Jr. plays one of the, um, I don't remember if it's Little, not Little Richard, it's somebody else. Um, it might be Phoebe King that he plays? Somebody like that, some blues singer in the mm-hmm. movie. And he plays, and he plays the real, like literally plays the guitar and, and stuff like that. But it shows the influence that, that that music had on Elvis. And so when you talk about the, the Delta blues, I mean, the guy is from Tupelo, Mississippi, right? And so this, this what he was hearing growing up, and they did such a good job of portraying that in the movie without making it feel like an agenda. Right. Um, But that, it just stuck out to me when I saw the movie recently. Um, that the Delta blues plays a huge part in American history that we don't actually consider today.
0: Man, I'll tell you, I've got stuff coming up down the, down the pike that are really going to highlight that. Mm. I, I kind of, you know, I think the Woolberries, the traveling Woolberries episode was a turning point for me. Mm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stop trying to appease Chris. No, and those are supposed to be the greatest songs. And I'm going to start bringing some heat because I know you're not a blues lover, But I love great blues Hmm. and uh, where you may not love the blues as an overall umbrella, if I bring some songs that you're like, like you said on that one, if all blues are this way, I'd love them. Do you You know know why I don't like
1: most blues? Because I feel like most blues is, is a bunch of like white dudes pretending they're not white. And so, and I don't mean that like in a racial standpoint, it's an act. It doesn't sound authentic to me. And so if you're like a 45 year old dude who lives in Seattle and you're in a blues band, bro, you're not blues.
0: No, but there are, there are really good white blues players.
1: Yeah, and I, I, it's not yeah. anything have to do with color. It has to yeah, do with yeah. authenticity, Yeah, right? you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm getting at is like, there's plenty of people who are white who are from Mississippi who grew up in that whole culture. And it's and it's authentic. Harry yeah. Connick Jr. Oh. is the perfect example of someone who sings Southern, um, you know, New Orleans style yep. ragtime, Miss, Mississippi, Mississippi blues. Yep. And it's authentic because that's what he grew up with. And exactly. it's who he is and, it's, and his soul. Yeah. And so for me, when I listen to blues, the reason I don't like blues, blues is um when i li- when i think of blues i think of um led zeppelin
0: well robert plant right jimmy page
1: yes not from the south john wh- <laughs> from another continent right <laughs> and so you're gonna like turn something into it's not a they turned it into something that was their own that's and that's okay but it's not i don't listen to it it doesn't resonate with me because you're but trying it
0: to, drove them it, it did drove them and to the point where they wanted to mimic some of that stuff oh, some and they of stole a lot of the old lead zeppelin blues but i love lead belly and
1: i love like a lot of that super old yeah. school and like hank williams senior and like a lot of those old school sounds i like that a lot it's when someone when it sounds like you're stealing or it sounds like you're borrowing too right. much and it doesn't sound like it came you didn't make anything new. You just figured out... And, and Led Zeppelin's a bad example because I know a lot of people like Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, I just I mean, don't because I feel like you just ripped something off and put some distortion on it and called it something new.
0: Yeah, in a sense, there are people to do that. But, I mean, at some point, is it okay for them to want to pay homage to their roots, even though it may not uh, represent that as the whole body? Does that make sense? Yeah, I I, I mean, you know, Led Zeppelin obviously had great success. Right. right? Uh, But they were trying to say, look, um, the devil didn't just drive this music all the time, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people would say. Uh, It was brought from some really... uh, The blues can be very... uh, like. Uh, a couple, three weeks ago, we played Guilty, right? Right. That is a very painful song. There's a white person singing that yes, in a very painful way. That was authentic, right? Yeah, very authentic. And um, and this I, song was very authentic. Very authentic. And I didn't really think Guilty necessarily was a blues tune. Mm. I, myself, personally, okay? Um, this one, definitely a blues tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, but when there can be a song from a blues player that isn't necessarily a 12-bar blues, which is... Really simple stuff. I mean, it's really, I could go up on the piano and knock out a blues tune in most keys because I know the prog- progression, I know the blues scales, yeah, which yeah, are yeah. just hardly different at all. But it's a feeling that you're bringing to the instruments in the table.
1: Yeah, and I think it's fair. I think, um, let me think of some examples of where, I, where it falls off the rails for me. Um, when you, it's not about, a cultural appropriation in my mind thats has nothing to do with it it's about um, when you take a style of music that is not authentically you and use that because you, uh, listen there's a lot of guitar play there's a lot of bands in the in the United States anyway that play blues um, simply because it's easy to play
0: it, there it is. But it's not easy to play authentically.
1: Right. And that's where it trips me up is I think of like 40 year old white dudes who live, who work for Microsoft, who are like, we're going to start a blues band. And I'm like, bro, you've never experienced heartache in your life. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're from the Mississippi Delta or you grew up listening to that style of music and that's where, that's where Led Zeppelin falls down for me is it's not authentic. It's them ripping off something that they liked and went, we can make money at this. That's what I get out of it.
0: Until you realize that that was something they grew up with. Those were bands they they did grow up listening to and artists they did listen to and actually played with.
1: But it's a lot like uh, when you look at the history of the Beatles, uh, a lot of the music that they were copying when they first started, they were copying music. And, then, and when they stopped copying music and started being the Beatles. Right. That's when the greatness showed. Right. And, and, I, and there's a lot of bands who never stopped copying. They just continue yeah. that progression because that's well, what made them
0: famous. Sure. And and I can't believe I'm actually defending Led Zeppelin. I, I'm shocked, actually. Really, really weird because it's like I'm not a huge Led Zeppelin fan, although there's plenty I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just having done some research a little bit, I'm like, I was kind of blown away mm. at some of uh, their influences going in. Right. Which... I would never have thought of right. Just never thought of. <laughs> so anyway, this is a really fun conversation and um, I feel like I'm on a just a little, just a teeny tiny bit of a role that I want to keep on a going. Great role. <laughs> I keep going.
1: You are on like a sushi <laughs> roll, man. It's <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> California. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Um, thank you for listening. If you want to continue this conversation, which we'd love to, but we're constrained by the uh, FCC and how long we can run a podcast. <laughs> They're they're cracking down on the length of these podcasts. And that's right. If you're having beer, you can only have them so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we're going a little long because our outro music starts playing, and Chris is like, mutes it real quick. It's like, okay, we're over twenty minutes, but let's continue the conversation on Facebook. Yes, uh, the greatest song you never heard, or on Twitter, which is at gsynh podcast. Uh, and then of course our website which many just go right there because why wouldn't you Mm -hmm. that's the greatest song you never heard dot com so anyway uh, that is Keb Mo and the song is She Just Wants to Dance She she Just Wants to Dance uh, 1994 really Yep, nineteen ninety four. the album is Keb Mo so Mm. there you go thank you for bringing that song that was a great song we're having fun this is fun it is and we're going to have some fun next week, too. We will. You're bringing a song to the table.
1: I will. And I'll bring it next to you on the greatest song you've never heard podcast.